0: This is Steve, and welcome back to the Endurance Path Podcast with guest Eric Olson to talk about going from his first two-mile run to finishing his 100th marathon. I reached out to Eric after hearing about him completing that 100th marathon to see if he'd come on the podcast and share his story. I really enjoyed talking with Eric. I know you're going to enjoy hearing his story. Uh, He's another example of how you never know what you can accomplish until you just get out there and get active. Uh, Eric now directs his own race, the Gandhi Dancer Trail Marathon, and coaches his local high school's cross country track team. Listen in as Eric shares some great stories while we discuss his past experiences and what he has planned for the future. Eric Olson, thanks for coming on the podcast. Looking forward to to diving into your marathons.
1: Um, I appreciate you having me, Steve.
0: Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. I think I think you've got a great story, and as I I mentioned in the the opening of this, um, I think you're going to really enjoy listening to what Eric has to say. Um, so you're at, uh, you know, when I reached out to Eric, I think you were at a hundred marathons, but you've actually hit up another one since, right?
1: I was able to fit one more in, uh, just because it was a weekend I had nothing going and, you know, it's never too late to start on 200, I guess. Right? <laughs> That's great.
0: Is, is, uh, Is that the goal or is that, uh,
1: Uh, who, who knows? Uh, I think it was when I kind of got into this back in the, in the, it would have been the early 2000s. I think 2002 is when I kind of took running seriously. I, I didn't really have any goals other than to get, get on it and, and, uh, get to know the sport. Um, and then after that, uh, you know, 20 was the, was the main goal and that, that actually came quite fast, but there's quite a story that goes way before that, I guess. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, uh, talk. how this all got started.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's, let's dive into that a little bit, um, uh, or a lot, I guess, just as much as you want. What, what, what is your, what was your athletic background before you started doing the marathons? Cause you weren't a, you were not a runner, right?
1: No. Uh, I guess it was just, one of those things that like when I was younger, um, growing up, of course, I uh, grew up in rural Wisconsin and like everybody, uh, we spent our childhood on bikes and running and whatnot. Um, we actually had a busy highway between us and town and our mother wouldn't let us ride down the highway to get to town, but there was a set of railroad tracks. that, So we got to uh, jump on the side of the tracks and there was actually a worn dirt path on the side of the railroad tracks in the town. Uh, and that was just the main highway for all the kids that grew up out our way, which is now the, the tracks have long been gone, and now that railroad track has turned into the Gandhi Dancer Trail that stretches from St. Croix Falls to Superior Wisconsin. So it's oh, kind no of fun cleaning. to Yeah, that's kind of fun to have um, this recreational trail, you know that goes through the little town that I still live in today. And I actually you now my friend and I have created a an actual marathon on that trail called the Gandhi Dancer Trail Marathon. Um, I'm the race director for that, and, uh, and it goes way back to as I was a kid. That was our uh, you know young young person's highway into town uh, when there wasn't a train coming. If that
2: yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: great. So yeah. I'll put a link in the yeah. show notes yeah. too for the Gandhi Dancer Marathon and the the Gandhi Dancer Trail. And just uh, ironically, absolutely, uh, we we rode uh, a, a ride put on by Cyclovex C this past weekend called Beat the Dark, and it was on the Gandhi Dancer Trail.
1: Absolutely. Uh, as, as I got older, um, I guess I completely gotten out of running um, as far as in high school. I took on a job at a milking cows at a dairy farm and uh, working at the local grocery store. I, I, I think I put that on more important uh, other than sports. Sports really wasn't something I took big interest in. Um, I think I was in football one year and that that would have been it. I was never in track or cross country or anything like that. I always thought running was, it was interesting to me, but i never really it's serious and ever, I just kind of got out of it. And then, um, after school, I, I put some years in the military and, and there, obviously there, that's where they make you run. They make you do sit-ups they make you do push-ups. It's just part of it. And whether you when want you're made to, or to or not. do something, I'm sorry. I said, whether you want to or not, right? Exactly. Uh, when you're forced to do things physically, you just, it's not fun. You can't find the enjoyment of it but you do it. And sometimes I remember I was out in Nebraska and it was in the winter time. And I thought growing up in Wisconsin that I was tough to winter, but Nebraska in the winter has got to be the coldest place in the world. Um, they, we had a, a, we had a PT test, which is consist of a two mile run with, with the other events, but they decided to put it indoor on a track. And I thought, Oh man, this is, they had to do it. It was so cold and windy that day and I remember not being ready for it, not being in shape. Um, I had some other bad habits that probably wouldn't have made running easy as well, but I, the gun went off, and there was some pretty fit guys, and I gave it everything I had. And I believe I came in third or fourth out of the probably 100 other men that were in this, and that was another time in my life where I thought, you know, maybe this is something I should get into. I, I just hammered this out with no problems. And yeah. so a bunch of other years had went by and I just still, I got way into my not quite late twenties. I believe I was 26 years old and I had gotten off work one day and I thought, you know, why do I keep thinking about this? So I went home and I Found some clothes that you could possibly run in. I, I know I was, remember, I was wearing sweatpants because I didn't even have the right type of shorts you could run in. And I put on this old pair of junk tennis shoes that I had from the service still. They even had the Velcro rather than the laces. I, <laughs> I put these things on. Uh, that was popular at that time. Yeah. I put, the, put, the, put them on. And um, I waited till almost dark because I didn't want anybody to see me. And I took off running down the road and I lived out in the country and I went a, a full country mile. I went all the way to the next inter- intersection thinking I just ran a mile and I hadn't ran in years. And I turned around and I pretty much ran all the way back. And I thought to myself, I just ran two miles pretty much Yeah. with, it wasn't necessarily easy, but I thought, if I if I can do it that easy, what and that's where it all started, right there. That was uh, June eighteenth, two thousand two was the day I started running. That's when all the other bad habits ended. It was kinda they always say you trade one bad habit for the next
2: when you Yeah.
1: When you quit something and start running, you're you're trading it for another bad habit. That's always been the joke.
2: So Yeah, yeah.
1: That's yeah. kinda, kinda yeah. how this all got started. So
0: Oh it's, it's uh Yeah. So Speaking of that, um, you're not a small guy either, right?
1: Uh, well, uh, yeah, I'm six foot four. Um, currently, I'm at about 230. You know, I wish I was about 205. That's a good fight and weight for a guy in my height. But uh, yeah, 230 is a good, that's where I hang around these days. Um, it seems like running doesn't get me to lose weight. I kind of maintain at this weight, yeah. um, in the past, uh, I've done some long distance triathlon events. It seems like cycling is where I lose the weight. The last couple of years, I've okay. just been cycling for fun. I haven't been doing it competitively, but that's the next phase is to get back into now that the hundred came kind of to venture into some other types of events. So yeah, yeah. Well,
0: I thought about that when you mentioned playing football, cause it, uh, right. It made sense. You played football versus running cross country.
1: Right. Well, I attempted to play football. It was something else I really wasn't good at, but at least I could say I tried. You gave it a shot. Okay. You gave it a shot. Yeah.
0: So what, where did things go from then? You see you run your first two miles down the country road and then what, what, you know, it sounds like a, a switch was flipped, but what happened next?
1: Absolutely. So this is where I think the story gets a little interesting. So at that time, with all the friends I had and the small community I lived in, there just, there really wasn't a lot of people that, that ran or at least people that, that I knew of that ran. And as I kind of got into this and decided, okay, I want to, I want to become a runner. I want to do this all the time. I want to, I want to learn about this. Well, I just didn't have the people to reach out to. I you know, this was before the, before I really knew anything about the internet or whatever. So I, I started, started running like every day or every every other day I'd come home from work and I'd put these junk clothes on that I considered was my running clothes. I would get going and I'd pretty soon I was up to three miles. Well then one day I did four miles and oh my God, I I couldn't believe what I was putting myself through. And there was a 5k in town coming up uh, the next month. And that was kind of my goal. And I'm thinking this 5k, I didn't really even know, how far a 5k was. I couldn't quite figure that out. And I ran into this old guy that I knew had done the race before. And I asked him how far and well, then he explained to me that a 5k was only 3.2 miles. I'm like, Oh, I get it now. Yeah, I can do this. I'd already ran four miles. Well, there I, I showed up at my hometown that day. And I was so nervous and embarrassed that somebody that knew me was going to see me running. It's that's, I think that's the problem a lot of people have is they're, they're embarrassed by it. They don't want to be seen doing it. They, they think they're going to be this failure. They're going to get laughed at. I think that's common with people starting out with any type of yeah, exercise. I, would Would you agree with me, Steve?
0: Absolutely. So I, I've, I have this conversation with uh, sometimes because, you know, a personal trainer in a gym and, and folks will come in and be like, "Well, I'm just nervous about being in here and they kind of want to, they're afraid to go out into the mix of things a little bit. I try to explain to them. If you look around this gym, you see people that have been coming to the gym, maybe, but or anything, right? It might be at the 5k. You see people that, you know, you feel like, like you're out of place, but you have to know that 90% of those people that are there, even in the gym or at that 5k race, or even at that marathon race or a mountain bike race, whatever it is, you know, at some point they were there for their very first time as well. And you see someone that looks like they're maybe they're in fantastic shape and you just assume that they've always been working out and it's, it's a lot. To right. it. It's not, the, it's not the case and they actually you don't know their story. Right. Exactly. They're, they're looking back at you with probably the utmost of respect for getting out there and doing something, even though it's exactly. your first time. And that's uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: And I, th- I think that's what, what it takes for people getting into this, whether you're 20 or you're 50 or whatever, when you get into this, you need to get to that first event and realize, wow, yeah. not everybody at the start line is fit and thin. You might see some woman that's 40 pounds overweight that's just as happy as you are to be there. You might see some guy that's 75 years old thinking, wow, this guy can do it. Why the heck can't I do it? And yeah. That's what it takes is that first event to get over that, maybe that little bit of fear or that self, yeah. self-conscious self I- problem you have. So yeah. So I, to keep this moving, we, I, I, I did that first 5k and that's when things kind of, that's when I kind of calmed down and I had spoke to some people there and realized, okay, they're all wearing these running shorts. I need to get myself this. I need to <laughs> upgrade these shoes. Well, the where do you now. go? Exactly. Yeah. And obviously if you don't know this stuff and at that time, it just wasn't as easy to learn as it is now you're right on your phone, you Google it, it's there. Okay. Right. Well, anyway, I got into that. I, I got home from that event and they actually, at that event, they were giving out these um, small magazines that I had grabbed one that was a Midwest events. I had never heard of it. I okay. took that home and my God, it was full of races, events, a lot of them in the Twin Cities. Um, there was one I saw in Cumberland, Wisconsin. I'm like, this isn't that far away. 12.4 miles. I looked, it was a month out. Well, that was my next goal. I kind of worked my mileage up. And slowly, slowly got up. I believe I was up to about eight or nine miles. And somebody had told me if you can do eight, you can do 12. Okay. So a month later I conquered 12.4 miles. Well, that I just, it was, things were working out really good for me. And I really got into this. And as I went to these little races here and there, I started to meet more and more people. And, yeah. um, that winter I had, I had taken on my first half marathon and that was uh, in St. Paul, that was in I believe it was a February race and I'd already kind of been running in the winter. And then it's when I signed up for, for grandma's marathon, which would have been the, the following June. So from the, when I started running to my first marathon, it was about exactly a year and nice. um, I went just up, went to up to grandma's marathon. Go ahead.
0: I was just going to ask you that if that was, if this is all in that same year still, so that's a pretty fast.
1: Progression. Yeah. So that's when things really changed again. I, I did, I had met a, couple people throughout that year that had ran a marathon before and I really leaned on them heavily for learning how to eat, learning how to train, learning what type of training was too much and that's a mistake we all make too. We get into running, we get into cycling, we get hooked on it, we get addicted to it. It's all we think about and we overdo it and that's when the injuries occur, especially when you're new into this. You're, You're putting your body through something you've it's, it's just not used to. You yeah. develop these injuries, and then that's when people get out of it. Or they say, well, my knees aren't meant for this. Well, you just got into it a little too heavy too fast. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, Grandma's was my first experience. And, of course, Grandma's has been around a long time. Uh, showing up to this event when I'd never really been to anything big before, that that was an eye-opener. You get on the bus, and they drop you off up at two harbors, Minnesota, and there's thousands and thousands there. You're, you're lining up with all these people, the fighter jets fly over at the national anthem. And I'm thinking, man, am I really part of this? This is, (laughs) this is amazing. And um, again, you're you look around and you're not necessarily surrounded by high level fit athlete. You're surrounded by a bunch of cool people of all sizes. And that's when you say to yourself too, I can do this. Look around, there's just people like me wanting to get into something really cool. People out there. So, that's how off it all couch, that's, that's right? how the marathon career began right there. So, that's
0: that's that's uh Yeah. Any memorable moments from that first marathon?
1: Well, I remember um that it was I I <laughs> I didn't know how to I wasn't very smart about my nutrition because I just didn't I didn't know it. Even at that point, I was still eating a lot of meals at convenience stores and even bar food for that matter. I just didn't know how to cook. I remember at one point, somebody had stopped at my house and I was, oh, you want something to eat? We could run to town. And they're like, oh, don't you have anything? And the only thing I had in my refrigerator other than cans of Dew, was coffee creamer. That was the only thing in my refrigerator. (laughs) I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to prepare meals. And here I was running 15-mile training runs, seriously, eating microwave cheeseburgers from the local holiday gas station, if you can believe that. I just wasn't educated on it. Um, everyone said, oh, you need to eat pasta before a marathon. I went to the grocery store and bought a microwave spaghetti and meatballs dinner. This, to me, was eating pasta. I, didn't, I just didn't know. Um, after oh, that first it. marathon i i did to meeting more people that really realized that i had some struggles there i was able to take on another new venture in life and that was to learn how to to eat better and again not everybody just knows that it is not if you don't know you have to learn and that's and, and to this day i've I became quite uh, I, i've great interests in cooking and I love it and that's probably what got me to the hundred is learning to eat right and how you can be 230 pounds and 6'4 and knock these marathons out like I have but we can get into that a little later as well um yeah so yeah after the first marathon after that first finish line that was a that was a big feat for me then I right away okay now now what do we do now everybody talked okay Twin Cities Marathon another great marathon and that that's in the fall. So right away, I signed up for that. I knew that was another same year, right? home event. Same year,
0: right? Same year still?
1: Yeah, same year. Yep. Okay. And then um, as, I, as I got a little closer, some friends said, well, we always do whistle-stop marathon in. And that's, you know, that's in October. And I thought, oh, well, where do we do? Oh, you just mail them a thing and they send you a postcard. Okay. So I signed up for that one as well, not knowing that Twin Cities marathon and whistle-stop marathon are only six days apart. I didn't (laughs) do the math on that. So here I'm signed up for. As your friends were giggling. They're all thinking, are you crazy? They're two. And I'm thinking they're.
2: He doesn't know what he's doing.
1: They're on. I didn't know what I was doing. I'm like, well, what (laughs) what difference does it make? Why not? So the time came and I I ran Twin Cities Marathon. I actually got under four hours on that one. And then the next weekend I headed up to Ashland and spent the night there. And started that and and finished that one as well. So that first year, I had three marathons in, and 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 that's that's again where the next that's where the next adventure started. Where it's so, like, okay, I need to seek out these. And at that time, there wasn't a lot of marathons available in the Midwest. I mean, things okay. have boomed. Things have boomed big time. It's gotten a lot then. more popular. Um, yeah,
0: I mean, people people absolutely. like you getting out there and and doing it is is one of the things that's made it more popular too. Right. I mean, I think if you go I mean, this is back kind of before my time, but the marathon races, um, were, were, they were like an elite racers did them. Right. And then over, right. over time you see it, it's just something that's out there that somebody's on, on somebody's bucket list and they start doing them. And you, you're realizing that these are events that people can get out there and get themselves active, getting off the couch, doing something. And so, yeah, you are starting to see this stuff pop up all over the place and it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's fantastic. It's, it's, keeping it's just fit. amazing.
1: Um, you, you go, there's a, there's a website called running in the USA. Um, uh, somebody had told me about it. You go on there and you type in the distance, you know, if you like five K's or if you like half marathons or what, type in marathon type in Minnesota and bang, it'll show you every marathon, you know, it'll, it'll It'll take all the other races out of there. It'll show every marathon in the state of Minnesota from January to December. I'll put the it dates. In the show then notes. You, if you, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's the website I probably use most. It's so simple, and um, there's there's everything else on there. Is, but, so in other words, let's say you let's say you want to run a June marathon in Minnesota. You 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 click on that month, that state, that distance. Bang! There's your June marathons. You 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 find one. You click on that. It'll give you the hotel links. And it's made this really easy for people like me that say, okay, um, I want to get as many as I can in this year. And that's that's where this uh, uh, to jump back again to after that first year.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I got pretty serious about it. And and when the next year came, which would have been 2004, I thought, okay, I want to I can afford to do one traveling marathon a year, and the rest in the area that I could drive to or whatever. Yeah. So. So I before we get into
0: that next year, I gotta, I gotta step okay. back and ask you that first okay. year, you know, so you created, you, you completed three of these and you talked about the the rough nutrition and that kind of thing. So that's a point too, that I always like to make to people that are this, just getting into fitness or wanting to get started is don't feel like you have to tackle everything at once. Right. So absolutely okay, nutrition yeah. is super, super important, but be but just because you're not sure what to do with nutrition, you can't let that stop you from getting out there and getting into that event and, and, and doing something, right? Right, right. I mean, you made
1: it. Lear- right? Learning to – even today, I'm still learning about how to fuel yourself for a hot day or a cold day or whatever distance you're you're going to tackle – learning that part of it is just as much work as learning how to get your body up to 20 miles. And yeah. that's when, when people come to me asking me these little questions, I don't necessarily focus on how to get your body to run that far. It's, it's how to the, the, the steps to get before that even happens with, again, with hydration is another big one. And hydration just doesn't happen that night before that day. Hydration needs to go on every day. When you're doing this every day, even if you're not going to run or bike during the day, you, you know, hydration is just such a big, it's such an important part of being, being an athlete at, at any level. Yeah. And I'm sure you, you couldn't agree with me more on that. Yep. Right, it's a daily, it's
0: a, it's just a way of life. Right. And, and, and exactly over time, you know, I mean, and this is, wow, we could get off track here, but you know, you can't exactly. tackle everything at once. You you get out there, you do something, and you'll pick up and learn the other things as you go. But setting an end goal of just "I'm going to be fit" isn't really the goal. The goal really should just be "I'm going to be active." And the byproduct of that is getting fitter and accomplishing some pretty awesome things. Absolutely. So you just make these things part of your part of your life. So o- over time. But, anyways, yes. Yeah, so sorry to jump back on that, but I thought that was there was something yep. to, to point out. So now you're no problem. Now you're. Now you're now you're serious about the nutrition, or at least you're trying to really dive into it, and you you, you get in, you, you keep moving. You say, "I'm going to keep doing this, right?" And have you have you really identified yeah. yet? Oh, I'm gonna it, I'm gonna hit a certain number of these, or you're just you're just kind of starting to just you're enjoying. Well, it.
1: Well, so I you're think once more. when I got into my let's just say my second year, my third year, where I again I was a little limited on how many I could run here, just because there wasn't that many available, and I have a a lot of friends that have been doing this for a lot longer than me. And they always talk about the the three in Minnesota. They always did because there was only three. And now there's, there's so many, I mean, you could run three a month in the Midwest or, um, anyway, yeah. at, once I got, so once I got in the first few years, and it was fun to knock number 10 off the list and uh, number 15, and those, those, those numbers were fun to hit. But, uh, when I really took it serious is probably my fourth or fifth year into it then i started running you know eight or ten a year which even at the time that compared to what i'm doing now that wasn't that many but it was as much as i could afford to do traveling to these events is obviously as expensive and you start talking hotel rooms entry fees uh whether you're driving there flying there they add up Uh, my friends that have Done the fifty states. They always say, "Yeah, you can figure a grand a marathon." Now this was years ago. um Some of these, I'm I'm going to say on um, these big city events, I'm, I I would say look at about two grand. With the way airfare is wow. now, um, you know, hotels. Let's just say hotels in Manhattan. You're talking four to five hundred dollars a night, especially on big event weekends, and it's tough to do. It's tough to say, well, I'm going to spend. Twenty-two hundred dollars to run a marathon. When yeah. I can run a marathon in my own state for two hundred dollars. So yeah, and somebody's looking at you, it.
0: going, so you, 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 you paid to do that, right?"
2: I mean, exactly. You, you gave someone else some money paid, to do
1: that. <laughs> I've paid over two thousand dollars to run one marathon to yeah. have that one little medal hanging on the wall. Yeah. That's that's two grand sitting there. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. If it was that's three grand, great. I would have done it. So
0: how many states have um, you uh, big, done marathons in then?
1: Well, uh, that's a good question. And before I answer that, yeah. I will, when I set the goal at 100, now I, I uh, my first goal was 20. That came, that came very fast and then, okay, well then it was 50, 50. I thought this, I want to run 50 marathons. Well, that also came really fast when you could start running between 10 and 15 marathons a year, it just came fast. What well, at, at the 50, some great friends of mine, a party for me we actually I've got a a long driveway where I live I have a big huge yard Uh, we set up an an event tent um, local meat place in town donated all the meat and food Um, some great friends of mine invited everyone uh, put this event on and over 200 people came to this party and people that don't even run just came and say this is so great Um, we're so happy to know somebody that, that does this and I'm thinking wow I mean has this has this inspired that many people that people that like I said they don't have to be runners just they were they were interested in following my journey and once Facebook came about I put a lot of my finish line pictures or you know my Facebook posts and I, I didn't try to make it oh look at me I ran a marathon I made it like hey ran a marathon today and North Dakota. And what a great day, great event. I'd I'd try to make it about the the event, but then as I got some higher numbers, I would always put the number, you know, ran marathon 38 today. And then I'd see people a month later at the grocery store. Hey, Eric, uh, are you still at 38 or what number yet? And I'd I'd say, no, I'm at 40 now. And (laughs) people just kind of started to follow it. And I never wanted it to be about me being cocky. Look at me. I'm great. I'm beating somebody else in numbers. That I just, I just tried so hard not to be, not to flaunt it in people's faces. Cause I thought if they don't want to see it on Facebook, they can hide me or delete me. If they don't want to look at it, they can scroll past. Yeah. But it's just amazing how many people paid attention to those numbers as they kept going up and up. So after, at, after 50, uh, actually at that party, some signs were made up, you know, way to go. Thanks for coming. This, this woman had her young daughter make these nice signs on tagboard, tag board. And at the end of my driveway, on the way out, there was a sign that read, thanks for coming. We'll see you at 100. And I actually didn't even know that sign was there until the next day when I was cleaning up everything. And I just thought, what a positive message. And a cousin of mine who's also a runner, she had taken a photo of that sign and put it on Facebook. And her quote was, uh, what more of an interesting a positive message to read as you're leaving a 50th marathon party as we'll see you at a hundred. Yeah. And that there again was, that was what kind of inspired me to do 100 marathons. And also there's a club, uh, it's called the North American, the North American 100th marathon club. And I thought, if all you have to do is run 100 marathons to be in this club, well, then we, we better run 100 marathons. So from 50 <laughs> to 100 came pretty fast. That only took four years, actually. Wow. Um, and it, was, it wasn't easy to get all those in because you, what you do first is you look at your entire year calendar of your personal events. Okay, we have a fire department fundraiser this weekend. We have so-and-so's birthday party I have to attend. We've got the weddings. We've got yeah. You, you put those on the calendar first. Okay, well, then that's when you start to trickle in the rest. Okay, um, work will be slow this month. I'll sign up for three of them this month. Um, I can travel to the East Coast this month and try to catch two of them, drive and catch one of them on this Sunday and then go to another state and hit this one the next weekend and then come home and schedule all of our heavy work projects around that. Um, speaking of work, I've been so fortunate that I have a career where I work municipal uh, municipal in the highway department, okay. and winter, we really have to dedicate our lives to our jobs because we're, we're kind of married to the weather with snow plowing and, and yeah. whatnot. Uh, summertime, I'm so fortunate, is when I can take my vacation, and um, I have a great boss. I have a great coworkers that can kind of cover for me when I take all this time off, and without the career I have, I wouldn't have been able to get 100 in that fast. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where the hundred goal came about, and again, these last four years have been really busy, and it's been a great experience so
0: so tell us about the hundredth because uh I think you know i I met you earlier in the year, and i I think I maybe knew that you you did a lot of marathons, but it was when i I saw some stuff coming through the the Facebook feed on the hundredth and, um I, right. I went, it caught
1: my eye and, uh, well, the, with the friends that I have that, um, that have already done a hundred or I, I have friends that have ran over a thousand of them actually. And, um, it, when I, I've gotten to know them, they, they always made their, their 200th or their 300th or their five hundred. They wouldn't, they wouldn't just run that in some faraway place where, where there was, they they wanted to make those special. They wanted to make them those the hometown event, uh, whatever. Well, as I got up, you know, in about the mid-80s, I thought, you know, where am I going to do the 100th? Well, the, the Twin Cities Marathon is a great marathon for me because I can sleep in my own bed. And I know so many people that run it. And it's a great event. Twin Cities Marathon is awesome. It's you know, a quarter million spectators. And... It's just a very great, well run, organized event, and I thought, you know, and I started thinking about it. Okay, I could get this many in the rest of this year, I could start my year, try to do one in the winter, whatever. And I realized I can make this happen. So what I did is I laid out my year to to get in. I think I had to get fourteen of them in with Twin Cities being the fourteenth. So I signed up for all these events and I even signed up for two additional ones in there where I could use those as an emergency to where if weather canceled one, or if I okay. couldn't make, uh, so that's kind of how that started. Well, then the year started. Um, and I, it, it was really tough to get just from last fall till this fall. It wasn't easy fitting all those in there with all the travel, all the hotel rooms, all the campgrounds, all of the, and I actually did, I missed out, I had I was planned to drive out to Missoula, Montana in. Okay. It would have been the first week in July in my vehicle. I I travel. I do a lot of the traveling now with the with the suburban, and I actually sleep in it, and that works the best. and And that had broke down, and I couldn't quite get it in to get it fixed fast enough, so I had to sandbag that event, and I had. Uh, two weeks later had already signed up for Wausau marathon that I wasn't planning on going to. Well, however, that worked out. So, and I knew as I'd get closer to October, I had five weekends in a row where I had marathons and that's where I knew I didn't have any room for failure. Well, if an event was to be canceled or if I was to get injured, I knew that uh, twin cities wasn't going to be my hundredth. So luckily everything had worked out. So, um, yeah, you had asked about the 100th itself. Well, I, when I knew it was gonna happen, I had a network of friends that had agreed they were gonna run that with me that day. And um, I'm kind of a patriotic guy and I've always been proud of our country. And um, take that uh, take that seriously, I decided that I was gonna carry the American flag for my one hundredth. I've seen people done it before. It's always fun. I've seen a lot of other countries flags be displayed at marathons, So this was a this is kind of a little goal of mine too. So there was uh this year it was October first. Um, um it was a very, very cold, wet, windy day, unfortunately. But yes, it um was. my yeah, two of my friends uh were able to borrow a really nice nine passenger van. So yeah, there was uh, six of us that ran together that day and um, two of my friends that dropped us off and they were along the course throughout the way. And then so I carried the very large American flag that day. And this was just shortly after our country was going through this little bit of a mess with,
2: uh, you know, the
1: NFL's business with the yeah, yeah. kneeling of the flag. What We don't have to get into that, but it, it was a good time. It's good timing. To do that. And it was nothing but positive, uh, from the, from the beginning, I, people were coming up. they like, man, are you going to carry that the whole way? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And people shaking my hands as the race got started. And once the crowd or the, the sea of runners spanned out to where there was enough room to actually let the flag fly, I didn't want it to inconvenience anybody. Um, so the first couple of miles, I wasn't able to actually, I had it kind of rolled up on my shoulder. I, okay. I once it, once it was safe, I let it go. And I actually had police officers. That were directing traffic, salute, not salute me, but salute the American flag. And I, I mean, what goes through your body when something like that happens? And people actually taking their hats off, placing them on their heart, it, it made it worth it. And my friends that were with me, they're like, Did you see that guy right there? Yeah, I saw that. He took his hat off <laughs> and put it over his heart. And many people, thumbs up, go America. And it was well worth it. And it impacted a lot of people. About that day absolutely. I'm so glad I did it. It was so positive. And towards the end, I think it was about mile 22 or so. My friends that were watching, um, they had a a handful of the smaller stick flags so that at about mile 22 or whatever, the rest of my group there was able to, so then we had six flags going at once and then we really had people clapping for us and whatnot. And, uh, but what a great day. Um, I, I was thinking about putting like a sign on my chest, my 100th marathon. I, th- I said to my one friend in the morning, "I'm like, you know what? I don't have to brag that I, it's my 100th. People, people are gonna people that know me know it's my hundredth, and I don't need to convince strangers that I'm so great because I ran a hundred whatever. So I decided not to attract any more attention to myself other than with the American flag. And there, I was attracting attention to the flag and not me. But uh, yeah, and it was a great about, day. Uh,
0: It was about a It was more than just about your hundredth at that point. Right.
1: Absolutely. And what a, what a great day, probably one of the greatest days of my life, uh, even though it was cold and, and the the spectator count was down, obviously, because who stands in the rain when they don't have to. And, uh, but what a great day, what a great day.
0: So. Yeah. And I, I remember those are some of the pictures I saw on Facebook. I think my Facebook feed, cause we have some, you know, uh, mutual friends. And, uh, uh, I kept seeing these pictures yeah. show up in my Facebook feed in, uh, it got me highly interested.
1: So, one of, one of the photos of the day is my friend uh, Doran O'Brien from Scandia. He's he uh, does a little photography on the side, but he had captured kind of a really cool photo just with his cell phone, actually. And he posted it, and that photo actually brought like six hundred and forty some likes. And I thought, wow, that was that's the most likes I've ever <laughs> got. <laughs> but cool. um, that was that was just kind of fun to. Um, so yeah, that's, that was a big deal. We, uh, we'd all went and celebrate my, my mother, uh, my mother was able to come down to that one and stand in the rain all day. And she even had a sign, go air number 100. And, uh, Mm you know, that was really cool as well. Uh, So yeah, that, after that, it it was kind of like, okay, uh, got through that and people mailing cards to me in the mail. And, uh, one of the businesses in town put it on their event sign, uh, congratulations there. I mean, I, I love all that stuff, but it was yeah. like, okay, now, now what, you know, now yeah. what, now what <laughs> hit, a, hit a dead spot. And that's what everybody asked. That's what everywhere I go, Hey, congrats on the hunter, but now what are you going to do? You know, it's like, yeah. it's like there are certain people are very interested to hear, you know, what are you going to take up now? And well, I'm people, like, the, the traveling people like to, to the be
0: mar- inspired, you know, absolutely.
1: It, the, uh, the traveling to the marathon is something I, I don't think I'm ever going to give that up. Cause it's just, it's too much fun. Yeah, and I have a group of friends from Massachusetts I met years back. I met them, of course, running, and we always. It's I, I have a, a fellow named Bill Brown, and when I met him, he was on his ninety eighth marathon, and when he ran his hundredth, he. That's another reason why I said, you know, what I, I've I've got to do a hundred now. I've, Bill did it. I've got to do it, and. Uh, Bill's very well-known. He he lives in uh, on Martha's Vineyard Island, and I've been out there several times hanging out with him. He and I have traveled. Um, he, he actually has a neighbor named Kim. Uh, Kim has ran. She's getting close to 100 marathons, but Kim and Bill and I, as friends, have traveled all over doing these things. We've ran Nashville, uh, Washington, D.C., New York City. Um, I've ran Boston Marathon side-by-side with Bill three times. Uh, start together, finish together. We've done events in California. Um, we actually ran uh, Lake Tahoe. We ran in Death Valley. We've conquered some amazing feats, not to mention we've had so much fun. And uh, we always said the marathon just gets you there. It it just, if it wasn't for the marathon, we wouldn't have all showed up in these yeah, crazy cities. And so I, I can't tell you how much fun I've had, and sometimes maybe too much fun. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe showed up at start lines not probably not feeling the best because of the uh, the pre party. Uh, <laughs> we don't even need to get into the post parties. You can kind of use your imagination, but yeah, it's been it's been really really good. So so back to the
0: how many how, how many states have you have you covered?
2: In uh, yeah, keep, that's, is that that's, something you
1: keep track of? Yeah, that's I keep track of everything. Yeah. Um I have 14 states to date. Now, when I chose to to make the 100 the goal, I focused a lot on close to home marathons and yeah. that's why my state count isn't as high as it maybe should be for the 15 years that I've been in it. But now that the the 100 goal has been achieved, that that is the next goal is to knock out the 50 states as of course, as I, I can afford to, right. um, yeah. I have 14, 14, states completed. Um, uh, last fall I did a Marine Corps marathon. Awesome experience. Uh, Marine Corps marathon counts as the state of Virginia because it starts and finishes in the state of Virginia. Um, however, there's a 50 states marathon club and all the rules are, are on their website, which cause there is marathons like for instance, um, um, St. Louis, Missouri, it starts in St. Louis. It crosses a bridge, and you run a bunch of miles in Illinois. And, and you know you don't know that till you go down there and run it. But and it, and again, it finishes. If they start and finish in the same state, they count as that state. Um, there's other events like Lake Tahoe offers three marathons, Lake Tahoe Marathon uh, events, and some of those are half in California and half in Nevada. And you they allow you to certain events that they allow you can pick the state you want it to so let's say you already have california but you run that okay there i've got nevada and that's people will run those events just to get those states so um so yeah that's definitely the the next goal um and that could be a lifelong goal that could take me the next 20 years to (laughs) to accumulate the rest of those states so
0: uh something we were kind of talking about you know before this is uh all hundred of these marathons were actually you know, sanctioned events too right i mean this is, wasn't you just uh, going absolutely. out and running a marathon on your own right
1: exactly so what happened um this is a little this is interesting as well uh when marathon got popular where people were you know going to try and get in the guinness book of world records or whatever where they were just going to try and run as many as they could these these people that are in such great physical shape that never get injured they want to run you know, they want to run a marathon every day for a year to get in the Guinness book of world records. Well, what they were doing is they were wearing like a garment on each arm and they were documenting that they ran the distance and they were calling it a marathon, which it, it was marathon distance, but that's when the Guinness book of world records and the USA track and field were saying, okay, hold on now. You know, you can't just invent a marathon, on your own run it and call it a marathon. So they, they started to put rules into this and say, well, From now on, it's going to have to be to to count as an actual marathon. It has to be a sanctioned event. It has to have a website, a race director, a you know, a minimum of five starters, three finishers. And I I don't know all the details of this, but at that point, when I learned about this, I I looked back. I'm like, you know, every one of the marathons I've ran has been a sanctioned event. So that's something I kept going on. I have done some other running days where I've actually ran more than a marathon, but I didn't actually count it as climbing to the hundred. Like for instance, when I turned 40, I ran 40 miles that day. That, that was just a long training day. I didn't count that because it wasn't an actual event. So I'm, I think that pretty much answers your question.
0: So, yeah. And so yeah. you're not just a runner either, because I believe, uh, if I remember correctly earlier this year, when I, when I actually met you, uh, was at a cyclova XC, uh, uh, Shop ride, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, that actually was um, something that I got into right away. Was was uh, cycling. Um, long distance swimming has been another thing that I have taken on. Um, I always had my sights set on the English Channel. I know that's maybe a, a goal that's maybe a little bit unrealistic for me. But uh, however, in 2010, I I did the Kingdom Swim, which is held in northern Vermont in uh, Lake Memphremagog. Uh, it's called the Kingdom Swim Games. And uh, they, they hold a three-mile event and a 10-mile event. And I actually, I did go out and I did finish the 10-mile event. That was in wow. 2010. I have to say that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done is swim 10 miles um, without, without touching a boat, without... Wow And uh, I came in last place in the male division. Uh, there was actually two women in the event that were behind me, so I wasn't dead last, but i I was one of the only um, starters in the men's division that wasn't a professional swimmer, um, so I figured okay. well if i can do if I can do ten miles, that's half of the English channel. Well, after finishing ten miles, I don't know that I physically can finish um, the English channel, which I believe is I believe the English channel's around twenty two miles so um, as far as cycling, um, I have, uh, finished the Ironman Trap on, um, that's something I'd like to do again someday. Um, and as far as long distance cycling, uh, a few years ago, my neighbor and I just decided to throw the credit cards in our wallet, in our, uh, bike bag and ride bike to Canada. And we rode, uh, it took us a few days, we rode 400 miles, um, just did hotels. And, uh, I'd like to do some more of that type of stuff too, um. Uh, again, cross-country skiing, I skied the Berkabiner many times. And um, three of those years, I've actually skied it on wooden skis. That's kind of a okay. hobby of mine. I collect wooden skis. Yeah. Huh. So the Berkabiner is a great way to get through winter. Um, when you come off of running all summer, you start skiing and your fitness is there. You come off the of skiing in the winter and you're, it just helps your running. And yeah. Same with cycling. It all benefits one another. So,
0: so yeah. I mean, this is... Because you weren't doing any of these things before, right? So you weren't doing the cycling, you weren't doing the skiing.
2: But no, this,
0: this whole hundred marathon is pretty much completely transformed your life, and you're doing you're doing everything, right? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, my next uh, big event we can talk about quick is it's called the Wilderman Wilderman Trapline. It's actually held in yeah. northern North Dakota, up near uh, you. have heard of it, Steve? Uh, yeah, I've uh, heard of it. It's up in northern like North was- Dakota. It's, uh, it's Ironman distance, but it's not affiliated with Ironman. Um, basically it's, it's an off-road triathlon. It's, a um, it's 2.4 mile swim and it takes place in a reservoir. Um, but then the, the bike, the bike portion of this, I believe is probably the toughest part of the event. It's, a, I think it's 116 miles of, uh, basically dirt roads atv trails some single track and when you read the people that have done it read about their experiences the bike ride is an all-day event just to get through that and then you have to think about basically a, a marathon in the woods that's pretty much going to be run all throughout the night so i think um this is this will be next july and uh, this will be my next big challenge and I think basically just try to get to the start line of an event like that uninjured and in the best physical shape you can with the right attitude saying, I'm going to start this thing and whether I make it or not, I'm going to do my best and who cares what the outcome is and have that attitude. And cause there, yeah, you, you, you spend 20 some hours if you can finish this thing and if you if you finish it you get a medal or something if you don't finish it you walk off the course saying man i had a great day yeah. and i did the best i can um, kind of like going to the casino you put the money in you don't know what's going to come back out right <laughs> yeah
0: Be- better than just better than wasting the day on the couch
1: yeah and i believe you you had mentioned that this, this is something that you would like to tackle as well
0: i i've Correct? uh uh and i forget the name of the it's the e n d events it's uh north uh yeah. endurance north dakota but anyways i'll put a link in the show notes to look it up and get the exact thing in there but they they actually it looks like they have a lot of really really cool events off-road stuff and uh that's just one that's continued to catch my eye an iron man is when i got back into fitness before i even started riding the mountain bike i always just thought it would be that was a goal to do an iron man i've kind of gone off of that after getting into mountain biking but um it's still out there and then this is an off-road Ironman. So it's off-road right. Ironman distance and
1: which is, uh, yeah, if an Ironman isn't tough enough, cool. just add a, put it all off-road just to, yeah, do it in the dirt. Little, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, you know, we've, we've uh, covered a lot of different things here. You know, I have some people I'd like to thank, Um you know, yeah. there's a couple of groups. uh one is the, the wild river triathlon club is uh, based out of Hudson. Um, I was, I joined that club right after they kind of got their start, and somebody had told me about it. And I found their website, and oh, submit twenty-five dollars, and you're a member. Well, that was that easy. I mailed a check, and uh, this guy emailed me. His name was Wally Milbrath. And um, hey, you got your check in the mail. We'll see you at the group swim next Wednesday. I'm thinking, okay. So I went down to Somerset, Wisconsin, where they train every Wednesday. And that was another great experience. Uh, this man comes up to me, Eric. I said, yeah. He said, I'm Wally. He shook my hand and um, kind of introduced me to this group of people. And again, they were from serious pro level athletes all the way to people that just want to come and swim a couple hundred yards and be part of the group. Um, I was really fortunate to meet this group of people because some of them had actually done their man as that was something I was actually training for at the time and just to sit around the campfire after swimming and have a uh, a beer and a brat with these guys, just a few of the questions I was able to ask these guys, you know, and the answers they gave me, it's like, man, have I been doing this all wrong the whole time? And <laughs> I have to credit my Ironman finish to Wally and the rest of these guys. Uh, Tom Krenz was another one, a guy I met through yeah. that. Uh, just one of the most positive people. I've ever met in my life, Tom Krenz, another guy, uh, Jim Kelly, he's from, he's uh, part of the group of the Cyclova yeah, group of absolutely. St. Croix Falls, another group I want to touch on. Uh, Cyclova XC, uh, they, they they run a bike, uh, ski, and now running shop out of St. Croix Falls. Um, yeah. They cover a pretty big area of the St. Croix Valley. Um, the amazing people I've met through Cyclova. Um, I put that Cyclova shirt on when I run, I put the ski Jersey on when I ski and people coming up Cyclova high five. I mean, they, they made themselves yeah. pretty well known, uh, Ben John Jack and Franklin being the founders of Cyclova. Great guys. I've traveled with them. I've hung out with them, camped with them, ran with them, skied with them, drank too much beer with them. These guys are <laughs> amazing people and they're yeah. positive, And they're, they've, the way that they've brought people together and, uh, they just, I just don't think I'd be where I am without the Wild River Group and the Cyclova Group.
2: So. Yeah, it's
0: a it's a great group. Since I, I, I'm gonna have to look into the the Wild River Group there because it's, I mean, that's local. Absolutely to me and the uh, yeah the Cyclova Group. Uh, it's it's a pretty awesome community around there. I mean, I'm familiar there. i have actually been doing some work in the shop there part time myself here the recently, and uh, yeah, absolutely great, great group of people. So. Yeah, but um yeah. Yeah, before we – one other thing that we didn't touch on but I wanted to ask you about is – I mean, because this has led you into doing a, lot, a whole lot of different things, but you actually do some coaching too, right?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. At the high school level, um, a bunch of years back, uh, one of the local high schools contacted me. Hey, uh, our cross-country coach has accepted a job in, I think it was Arizona, and, and we don't have a coach, and the season is going to start next week. And I'm thinking, man, I don't know anything, but no, we, we think you're the only guy around here that we can think of that would maybe have the time or would take this on. Oh, I had never been so terrified to take something on in my life. I didn't know (laughs) the kids. I didn't really know. Um, there's another guy, uh, his name is Ian Carl. He was a a wave one Berkey skier. He's from the area and we reached out to him as well. And he decided him and I decided to take this on, um, He had never coached running either, and we showed up, and here they had this amazing high school team that had, you know, came really close to going to state the year prior, and these were some kids that seriously wanted to run, and they wanted somebody to help them run. So walking into that kind of blind, we thought, well, what got me to where I'm at? Why don't we teach this to these kids at their level? And that was kind of another great thing for me. Not only, you know, I don't have children to throw myself into a group of kids um, and kind of learn how kids behave after school into their passion for running and my passion for running. It really escalated on to something that I'm I'm still doing today. We just finished up another season here just a couple weeks ago. Um, Not so much teaching kids how to run fast, but teaching kids how not to run to, to, to teach kids, how to not to develop bad habits and yeah. positive at, how to have a positive attitude towards kids. Running is not fun as a kid. It's not. How do, how do you yeah. make running interesting? How do you add things into it that um, can make a sport interesting to people of all ages. And yeah. that's something that's, that's something that's harder to do than teaching a kid how to run fast on a track. That's the easy end of it. But, yeah. um, um, how do you, you know, injury prevention,
0: so they want to keep doing it. Right. Cause it's something that you can, well, do that's your, the your hard life, part,
1: right. You know, as, as kids that are signed up for the sport, they have to, they get done with the school at the end of the day. They have to go change and show up for cross country. That part they have to do. They're forced yeah. to do that. That's part of the program. But how do you make it interesting? And that's, that's what a good coach has to learn how to do before you learn about, okay, we're going we're gonna to work on sprints. We're going to work on this. I mean, yeah, every coach knows that part of it. Right. But make running fun. Get them in a van. Take them out to the specific trail that they haven't seen before. Play ultimate frisbee for a day when they, don't, when they think they're going go, to go after go run in the heat. Switch it up with something fun and reward them with two hard practice days reward after that reward them with something fun, like take them to the fire department and give them a tour. there. something they don't expect. That's what makes it fun. Um, Tell them that when they put that uniform on with that high school name, they aren't just representing their team. They represent that community. So when we go run downtown some night, let's behave, let's act decent. Let's be proud and prove ourselves proud. And that's, that's the, that's the big thing with coaching is, is try to keep a team motivated and because running can get boring. And, uh, anyway,
2: no, I, that answers
1: I, your question on that. Absolutely. So, it yeah. leads
0: into a kind of a, 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 point that I always like to make and, you know, then maybe you can wrap up, but it's, yeah. and I have this quote on my website, and I think I brought it up during the last podcast too, but you know, it's not, it's not about the finish line, right? It's, it's about, the journey and preparing for the start line. So you, anything in fitness or any endeavor you're going to take on, if you're only focused on that, you know, what it's going to be like to finish or do that last thing, you, you, you miss out and you, you don't enjoy the entire process of getting there and you really need to right. embrace the process, the journey, all of it along the way, because that's, right. that's really the the big part of it. That's the part that is the life-changing part, right?
1: and and you know in closing here uh, one thing i really want to mention is i i always tell people you know everybody has their thing their thing that makes them happy and people are like oh my god who you know i don't like to drive 26 miles i you know that's funny to joke about but people say it might be crazy to go ride a bike for 100 miles well i might think it's crazy to go sit in a bass boat for Ten hours. But you know, if that makes you happy, that's what you need to do. Or yeah. People that can sit in a bow stand for seven hours, or people that can sit down and read a book for four hours, whatever yeah. it is in life that makes you happy. If it's something that's good for you and it, it makes you be a good person, well then you're doing it right in life. Correct? Yeah. I
0: yeah. Can't can't think of a better way to say it. That's uh
1: yeah. That's a good way to that's a
0: good, I think exactly. that's a good Way to wrap it up.
1: And uh, we, w- what we stress to kids is that you know, just since we can run and we can run fast, and we get, that doesn't mean we go to other people that don't run and say, "Hey, how come you're not running?" It'd be right. like, like, okay, I don't golf. If some golfers say, "Hey, how come you don't golf? How come you're not?" I wouldn't want to hear that. So right. we 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 keep it positive. We promote the things we do, but we don't promote it like how come you're not doing it? Or how come you didn't get out there today and run? That's not how we should do this as athletes or, or or whatever. We're, we're role models to those that want to learn about what we do. And other than that, we promote ourselves as people that just do what we do and we make it fun. Right. I love it.
0: No, that's, that's good stuff.
1: Uh, Well, I appreciate you reaching out to me. It means a lot. I've never been asked to do something like this before. Um, I have done some short, uh, public speaking events uh, as far as, you know, how do you run a marathon? How do you, this, and that, this has been, this has been a lot more interesting than, than that. Um, especially <laughs> wow. speaking to, to a guy like you, that you're an athlete yourself and you, you take a lot of interest in this and um, this has really been great.
0: No, cool. I, thanks a ton, Eric, for coming on. I, I appreciate you getting back with me. I mean, the, absolutely what I'm trying to do here is, you know, a lot of, a lot of the things that I've had my website is about my race stories and kind of my, my progression and, you know, from my years of, you know, being lazy and coming out of that. But I didn't, I don't want this whole thing to be about my stories and my races. I want to, I want to showcase stories like yours. So as I kind of see stuff like this, I want to, I want to get these stories out there and I want to motivate people. And I think it's fantastic because a lot of the things I've been doing is, you know, obviously around the bike and I've, I do a little bit of running and, and that type of thing, and so the last guest I had on, John Petrolak, was in, into the mountain biking thing. And if you if, if you haven't listened to that one, anybody who's listening now, you, sh- you should really go back and listen to that. Uh, but then I it was it just perfect that I could, you know, bring somebody on that's into the running now because it doesn't matter what you're doing. Just like you said, it's we're we're getting out there and doing something that you enjoy that changes changes your life and it impacts other people. I mean, you've impacted a lot of other people along the way and inspired other people to get active. And so that, that's really what, uh, I'm I'm trying to, trying to do with this is, uh, you know, take excuses away from people and, uh, you know, get people motivated. I mean, I, I think it's, I tell people this all the time, just go sign up for something, sign up for something that if you don't put the work in, you might fail at. And, uh,
1: Right. And you'll surprise yourself, I think. So Absolutely. But. Well, again, I, I really appreciate the time, Steve. And um, I think this will, if anything, it'll, like you see, spark the interest of people that are maybe riding the fence on it. Can I do this? Can I, you know, it just takes that little bit of a jump to, again, sign up or take that first day where you go out in the dark because you don't want anyone to see it. There's nothing wrong with that. And yeah make something it's never too late
0: so absolutely so well thanks a lot eric and uh all right this this has been great man thanks thanks a ton
1: all right man you take care yeah you too
0: steve here again as always thanks for tuning in i've created a page for each episode and links to each of those episode pages can be found at endurancepath.com backslash podcast If you like what I'm doing here, pass it around and leave me a review in iTunes or whatever podcast app you listen through. If you want to send me some direct feedback, send an email to podcast at endurancepath.com. Also, if you know somebody that has a great story that needs to be told, send them my way. Let's get people off the couches, moving, and challenging themselves. There's a whole lot of life out there to be had. Let's keep it moving.